We had a little bit of technical. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that sucks because we said a lot of interesting stuff. We had a little bit of technical issues. The technical issues being that I did not hit record. So we're not going to go back and, and talk over all that stuff. We're doing top 10 wide receivers. There's race riots going on, blah, blah, blah. That's basically all we talked about. Michael Thomas won. Devontae Adams, too. We said yeah, a Michael lot of good Thomas, stuff. We had a lot Michael of Michael Thomas, there. 78% of his targets are catches. So. That's why he's number one. Uh, Devontae Adams, we're going to say, is number two just because he's going to get a whole bunch of targets uh, in that Green Bay offense. And I think he's the make or break for for Aaron Rodgers. And All right, moving on. Moving along. I, well, the last thing I'll say about Devontae Adams, and I, this is another point that I wanted to make, another thing that I wanted to go over. If it was standard, I'd have it closer. You know, I'd be even a little bit more tempted to possibly take Devontae Adams over – uh, Michael Thomas, and that's what I wanted to touch on for just one quick second. I do our league is PPR. I don't think that many people do standard leagues these days. Do you do any standard leagues? No, no, I don't. I have one. The last time I did a standard league was I don't know three four years ago. I have two, I had two last year, but I think one of them, one, Stu and James, is in this league. I think it just moved to point five PPR. I get it. I don't mind it. You know, I, maybe it's just a soft spot for the traditional. And actually, I think the main thing is so much of my leagues are PPR or 0.5 PPR that I actually like having at least one or two standard leagues because it's a mix-up. You know what I'm saying? It's just something different. So Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, everyone loves points. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. The other thing is, if a guy gets tackled two yards behind the line of scrimmage on just a complete, especially a running back, right? Especially a complete dump running back, and he just gets tackled immediately, loses two yards. That's a negative football play, and he's going to get point eight. He's going to yeah get point eight points for that. I definitely have a little bit of a problem with that. I I can get it. So I would lean point five PPR over full PPR, but. It is what it is. They're all fun. Sure. Agreed. Agreed. And, and just although I don't think many of us are doing standard leagues, it is interesting to see some of the differences in the ranks. If you go by standard, the ranks are quite different. Kenny Galladay was the third ranked wide receiver in standard leagues. Last year. He just catches touchdowns, man. Yeah, and then all the way down the nine at PPR. And you have a couple other guys. You know, Devontae Parker, number six. Wide receiver in standard leagues last year, down to 11 in PPR. And then you got opposite guys, of course, the guys that get a lot of receptions, like Julian Edelman, 13 standard, was all the way up at 7 PPR. So it was interesting for me to look at the difference between that. I guess it's not that important if no one's doing standard leagues anymore, but I, I was interested. Let's go down to, yeah, number three. Maybe we have a difference. We had Michael Thomas, one, Devontae Adams, two. Who you got, number three? Uh, D-Hop. I got D-Hop 3. Okay, interesting. I have D-Hop um, lower, lower on my list. Um, okay. Why do you have D-Hop number 3? I love D-Hop. I think D-Hop, right, so we're ta- again, we're talking about 
this year. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be really, really good with uh, Kyler, and he's out of the. He's out of the Bill O'Brien like fucking. Who knows what's going on with Bill O'Brien? Like, I think they hated each other, right? Even though D Hop will never talk about it. You know, I think it's a great situation for him to be in. Uh, new environment. Uh, I mean, he any again. The reason I have him here higher than probably where you have him. For one year, uh, he is 28, but I think he, like I said, I think he's going to have a really good season for his first season in um, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at 2019 passing data, and this is one of the things I've heard people talk about when they talk about DeAndre Hopkins, his target share. In Houston, he was just getting an insane amount of the target share, right? Uh, but in Arizona, there's Larry Fitzgerald, there's Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake is going to catch pests out of the backfield, Kyler Murray might run it. I don't know if he runs it that much more than Deshaun Watson, but they're just worried he might not get the same target share. Uh, then I heard the counter argument that, okay, well, he may not have the target share, but Arizona throws the ball more often. So it's kind of not going to be as big of a description. He can get 25% of 1,000 targets, 250, or he can get 20% of 1,200. What's that? 240, almost the same thing. Sure, so, sure. But I did look at 2019 passing data, and the Cardinals were not that far ahead of the Texans. The Cardinals are down right middle of the pack. I'm not going to count it out, but it looks like right middle of the league, bottom half maybe, with uh, – 554 passing attempts the houston texans 534 so just 20 pass attempts for all the talk about kingsbury and this what's it called what's his offense called uh cliff is it running gun air raid air raid or air, air attack, raid. whatever yeah the air, yeah, air, air, raid, air raid for all the talk about the air raid offense you know maybe they is it going to be more – you would imagine there's more passes thrown year two. Kyler Murray grows a little bit as a passer, but maybe it was a little bit overblown. You look at teams like Atlanta Falcons, 684 passes. There were about 10 teams that threw the ball at least 600 times. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, only 554. Uh, so not that – many passes so that is the one thing that i do worry about him i love it as a football move i think he's you know if i'm looking at most talented wide receivers i'm putting him in my top three i think because his did you see that catch he made last year that was overturned or there was a flag on it but it was still all over twitter because it was the most ridiculous thing ever did you see that one uh the one it was it a one-hander like i'm trying to i'm looking it up right now yeah, he just does shit like that all the time. And his length, man, he's got like such long arms and his ability to make really difficult catches. I love him as a, a top three talent at the wide receiver position, but I don't know if he's going to get the same amount of looks and opportunity in Arizona. But as a football move, love it. I think the Arizona Cardinals will be improved this year. Could make a run at the playoffs. Uh, I have him a little further down my list. We'll get to that later. I have Chris Godwin at number three. Uh, it got cut off. My fault again. At the beginning, I talked a little bit about historical data. I, I mentioned that Antonio Brown was the number one wide receiver in PPR uh, for four years straight, 2014 to 2017. Uh, I said that as, a, as opposed to the running back 
position. Obviously, there's a lot more similar names that you see if you look at top 10 for the past eight years, blah, blah, blah. So what I tried to kind of do is I looked at last year's top 10 and I looked at the names on there and I looked, there's guys like Julio, who I mentioned has been on top 10, top seven for five years straight. He's going to fall off at some point. There's DeAndre Hopkins, who's been on there for like three out of the past four years michael thomas has already been on there a couple times i wanted to look at last year's list and say is there a guy that just popped into the top 10 a young guy that looks like he's the next antonio brown he's the next julio jones the guy that's gonna be on this list for like the next four or five years so i I may have well, you, you mentioned Tom Brady, so I guess you already know where I'm going with this. I put Chris Godwin at number three because he did seem like that guy. He hadn't been on this list at all. Really physically talented young wide receiver. Popped all the way up to number two last year. I don't – even if Tom Brady doesn't kill it, Chris Godwin plays out of the slot a lot. Tom Brady likes that. I, I just feel – maybe I – got a little bit ahead of myself trying to predict that next big thing that's very possible but chris godwin really does seem like that to me i think he's a stud so i put him in number three hurt on board on board okay number four tyreek tyreek hill uh super young like he's too I mean, most of these receivers that we're looking so Michael Thomas twenty seven, D Hop so far the oldest at twenty eight, Devontae twenty seven, Tyreek twenty six, and Godwin's only twenty four years old, which is crazy to me. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why I'm in love with right Tyreek Ty, Tyreek Hill is he's uh he's really fast, man. He's really fast. Um and and he's coming on. He's got Patty Big Dick Mahomes, you know. Like I, I, I gotta be. I mean, I'm big. I'm, I'm real, uh, real high on Pat Mahomes, and I mean, I think Tyrese is probably his number is his number one target. So I can't imagine that. Uh, you know, he's not gonna have a good year. So I, I think he's, you know, number. I think he's probably obviously in the top five, and I'd probably put him at four or five. Yeah, I mentioned the difference between standard and PPR. I think in standard leagues, Ty Hill actually has an argument for number one. I, I might not put him number one, but he's top three for me in standard, definitely. Uh, I don't have him in my top four. Hint, hint, I have him next on the list at, at number five. Because it's PPR, I bumped him down a little bit. I think you have to. Uh, in standard leagues, he's just an animal. You Like you said, Mahomes. Who doesn't love Mahomes? That offense is, is just too in love yeah he he has the potential to have one of those sick amazing years i talked about that all-time uh data in 2017 he popped in there at number nine wide receiver this is ppr Uh the next year 2018 he was number three ppr he he was number one standard last year you assume he would have been in that top 10 except he got hurt so it would be very surprising not to see him pop into that top 10. Uh, one question I will ask you, because it, this is about top 10 wide receivers, but if you had to pick a second wide receiver to own in Kansas City, would you choose Sammy Watkins or would you choose McCole Hardman? Uh, Mockley Hardman, for sure. 
Definitely. For sure. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is are you pronouncing that? Okay. No, I'm, I'm pronouncing it like Korea would, but uh, yeah, his name is. Well, I don't know what his real name is, but it just every time I see him, I think of Mockley, Mockley Hardman. So uh, that's interesting. Now I'm never going to be able to not look at it that way. <laughs> that's that's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, Sammy Watkins. I have him on my team, uh, but he he's. I mean, he was a top five pick when he was draft, like when he was drafted in what, 2014, and he's just boom or bust, man. Like I feel like Hardman has a lot more consistency uh, than than he does. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the rankings now, and well, last year Hardman was a rookie. He really didn't have that much consistency at all. Uh, I think. People are assuming he will have more consistency this I mean, year, and that he'll, he'll take a this, jump up. On you know, on the website that I'm looking at, Fantasy Pros, they have uh, Hardman ranked 49th and Sammy Watkins ranked 63rd. So, I mean, I think that's kind of all you need to say. Yeah, I think it's close. I, I think it's a good question, uh, but yeah, back to the top ten. I went with Julio at number four. I did mention that Julio has been top seven for five straight years. He's got to fall off at some point. He's, He's 31. 31. Will yes. he be 32 by the time the season starts? I'm pulling it up right um, now. No, no, it's his birthday's in February, so he's 31. You know, yeah, when is the drop-off coming? Uh, Calvin Ridley is there, ready to take his, his spot. I really, really like Calvin Ridley. I'd like him a lot more if Julio Jones was out of the way, whether it's by injury or just losing a step, drop in production. Um, I I wanted to put Julio in my top three just because he's so consistent, because he's so much of a stud. But like I said, I went for the attraction of that next new young guy, Chris Godwin, at number three, and I dropped Julio to number four. Uh, it, it, a lot of... People, a lot of fantasy experts that you might listen to will bring this up because it's so true. When you're drafting in the first round or when you're talking about a top 10 guy at his position, everyone has upside, right? Yeah, uh, so sure. it's more about trying to find the guy with less risk, less question marks, much more of a safer pick. Near the end of the draft, that's when you take some high upside guys and you focus more on upside guys. So... You know, it sounds a little bit crazy to say because Tom Brady is a new quarterback and stuff, but just solely because of age, I actually think Julio Jones has a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more of a question mark than Chris Godwin does. And I could be very wrong about that. That could blow up in my face, but that's the way I feel. I I mean, you have – I think Tampa Bay is in a really good situation. They have the greatest quarterback uh, – of our generation at, at the helm now, and I mean, I, I think uh, you know the next, the next, uh, we're, we're, you know, the I think the Tampa Bay receiving core is just going to be they're pretty they're they're going to be fine, you know. I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and another thing I will comment on before we go to number five is one reason I'm doing this. One reason that I think it is kind of important to look at your top ten, whatever. They're all studs, so you'll hear that it's in the first round at the beginning of the draft. These are all good guys, but 
the difference, especially in the example number one and number two, that can win or lose a league for you. You know, if you were sitting there last year trying to decide between Michael Thomas and I don't know, Antonio Brown had a little bit too much question marks at that point. What's a good example? If you were trying to decide between Michael Thomas and Juju, I do think there was that conversation last year because Michael Thomas hadn't exploded yet and Juju was still really fucking hot and young and hyped. If you had chosen Juju, you probably didn't make the playoffs. If you chose Michael Thomas, you had a much better chance of making the playoffs and winning the league. So when we're looking at this top 10, it is splitting hairs, but I do think it's super, Again, super important. It's like it, it's it's the two leagues we're in, though, right? Like it's the difference between um, the ESPN league that we're in and Dynasty of Balls. Like I, I'm not in the ESPN. I'm not in the ESPN league, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I like right now. I don't know. Like I think I. Between Thomas and Juju, I think it's a lot closer in Dynasty of Balls than it is the ESPN League. You know what yeah, I mean? that's Juju, a good point. Juju's, Juju's only 23, which is crazy to me. Yeah, he he did some crazy stuff at a crazy young age, so that is a good point. Like This DOD is a keeper league. It, they are going to be different. Uh, keeping it in the redraft mindset, though, yeah, it's, it's really – important sometimes to make the right call although it's it's hard uh number five who you got number five? Oh, i'm gonna say godwin god but we've talked about godwin but yeah I, yeah I we talked about five. godwin a good bit and then i have ty hill at number five so you're a little bit lower on godwin i'm loving the youth and the potential to be a stud for a long time uh, you're a little bit higher on Ty Hill. I'm a little bit lower because it is PPR. So we can go to number six. Uh, I'll go first because we already talked sure. about him. I have DeAndre at number six. And I did want to kind of mention here, I, in my opinion, I think there's a top tier. This is the sure. top tier, one through six. Yep. My, yep. I, Michael Thomas, sure. Devontae, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Ty Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. If that is true and we, and we agree on that, that would mean you have Julio Jones at number six, correct? No, I don't. No? Oh, okay, then you no. disagree with me a little bit on that on the tier uh, aspect. Yeah, I do, I do. I, I have Mike Evans at six. Uh, okay, interesting. I, yeah, that's I have, quite I have Evans at six, he's... and then I've got, I've got Julio. I mean, just based on last year, I actually have him pretty low. Uh, but yeah, I, I have uh, Mike Evans at six. I think he's what, like six six. He's uh, six, no, six five. Um, he was my number one pick when we started. Uh, no, he wasn't my number. I think he was my number two pick when we started Dynasty of Balls. So, um, I mean, I've got a lot invested in him, but I mean, he's he's pretty consistent, man. You only get a better quarterback with you know Tom Brady, so. Uh, yeah, I will say this. I, I will respond. I don't have him in my top 10, and there's a couple reasons. Number one is because this is PPR. He's one of those guys that is better at standard, more of a touchdown catcher. He was number eight in standard leagues last year, and he was number 15 in PPR. And yeah, that was sure. with Jameis throwing the ball a lot. Tom Brady, you're definitely 
higher on Tom Brady than I am. Uh, that being said, I did put Chris Godwin number three, but I did mention one reason is because I, you know, at uh, Brady loves throwing to the slot. Stu's not going to be happy hearing that. That why? Because he just traded for Evans. Is that what happened? No, no, no. He's he's just a huge uh, oh, Brady yeah. fan. He, yeah, yeah. He, he is. A, he's the a, guy is what forty two, <laughs> and he's going to be forty three again. I yeah. I do this a lot, and it doesn't always work. But when a guy starts getting older. I really start preparing start to for fade, the eventual drop-off. That's just the <laughs> way it works. And it, it is – careers are being extended in all sports, especially for the quarterback. Drew Brees is out there balling. Tom Brady's still playing. But you look at a lot of Tom Brady's stats from last year, and there's definite reason for worry. And – he might it's i can definitely see him just focusing on the tight ends and the slot more than getting the ball outside to mike evans that's why i don't have him in my top 10 uh, he is very consistent if you look at the stats i mean i'm going to pull up his stats for a second he's just been great from the moment he came into the league basically i think he's had over a thousand yeah this is insane six years in the league over a thousand years, over a thousand yards, every single year. That's fantastic. He did have a career low in targets last year, though, uh, 118. Like I said, he finished 15th yeah. in PPR. So, I again, when you're doing top 10, you're just really looking for any question mark to bump a guy down, as opposed to to loving a guy so i do question a little bit this this tom brady thing i i'm excited to see what happens but he's not in my top 10 um so you disagree with me so, a little bit on that i have the hop so i'm looking at i'm looking at the the dynasty quarterback rankings and uh this is funny man you ready for this so i think you the mahomes is number one lamar's number two kyler's three um, but they have Drew. They have Drew Brees number twenty four, Brady number twenty five, and then Jagrag Gardner Minshew is number twenty six. Because good these are that. dynasty rankings, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was great. That Jagrag is uh, right next to the goat of uh, Tom Brady. So I mean, it's dynasty QB rankings. But I mean, there's stuff. there's two things that could happen this year. One is that Brady and Brees both fall out, and it's going to be an awesome story for the NFL because they, they're they already the two guys basically at the top of all these stat categories, and you could see uh, these stats get even more out of control. But depending on where they land, you could even see a little bit of back and forth like between all-time records between them. So that could happen, and I, I definitely think it's a possibility I think, and tell me if you agree with me, I think the greater possibility is that at least one of them, probably not both of them, but at least one of them shows some type of significant drop-off. I'm not saying that they suck, but I'm saying I think it's over a 50% chance that you don't see them both balling out this year. That's what I feel. I, it's gonna, it, yeah. I mean, there's. I think. I mean, I don't. I, I, 
I don't know what Tom Brady is doing in order to keep his, you know, throw, you know, his throwing arm the way he's throwing. But I mean, there's, I think there's. He's got to be taking I, some I, HGH shit. He's a he's a known cheater. So I, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I'm convinced he's taking he's, like top of the line HGH whatever they have these days. He is on it for sure. Well, I he's uh you know I mean there was already talk about him cheating when he moved to Tampa Bay, right? Like he got the playbook early and all this shit. So I I don't know. It's possible. I'm definitely gonna say it's within the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. I have Hopkins number six. Like I said, we talked about him. That's the end of my first tier. And then I'll go first for seven. Um, I had two guys that I definitely liked for seven and eight. Uh, let's do it. Because of that, let's give seven and eight at the, at the same time. It works better for Okay, my so seven. So we'll go seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you want, to, you want me to go ahead. I'll, I'll give you both 7 and 8, then you can give me 7 and 8 because sure. it works to the way right. I'm going to explain things. I was trying to decide between DJ Moore and Kenny G. I went with DJ Moore at number 7, and there's a couple of interesting things I found. Number one, Kenny G has been in the league for three years. He's played in the NFL for three years. DJ Moore has played in the league for two years. Their age, however, is not that similar. And that's one reason I definitely put DJ Moore at seven and Kenny Galladay at eight. DJ Moore is 23. He turned 23 in April. Kenny G is 26. And he will, in the middle of the season, in November, turn 27. So although Kenny G only has one more league, one more year of experience in the league, you will later on in the year be able to say DJ Moore is 23, Kenny G is 27. So that's something that is definitely something to take note of, that Kenny G, sure. for someone having just three years of the experience, is a little bit older. I'm guessing he – I don't know. I'm guessing he – well, I'm sure he played all four years in college, but he might have redshirted and he, or went to prep school for a year. I, I don't know. But he's a little bit older than I thought. He also went to I, – I didn't know this. He went to Northern Illinois. I didn't know that he went to Northern Illinois. There was a running back that went to Northern Illinois. Uh, it's going to bother me, so now I have to uh, so search it. No, you'll, you'll know his name. Uh, Michael Turner. Yeah, the guy who used to play for the uh, Falcons. That's who I was thinking of. Got it. Um, Got it. So, yeah, I have DJ Moore at number seven. He's another young guy uh, in the same vein as Chris Godwin. You know that I, I might be jumping on the hype a little bit too much. But when I talked about those uh, kind of all-time top 10, Chris Godwin just kind of catapulted himself all the way up to number two this year. I don't think it is at all crazy to see to say DJ Moore could be the next guy to do that, to say DJ Moore could have a top three type year. I think he's I mean, you're, super you're, fucking I talented. Would have, I would imagine you're pretty high on him just because he went to Maryland. So, if anything, that makes me lower. Ah, it, I don't like the Terps, but once a guy gets to the NFL, then I, I guess it kind of makes me like him a little bit more. It's it's a weird thing I got going on with my relationship and that university in general. Uh, so yeah, I put DJ Moore at seven. I just think he's a beast. I think Teddy Bridgewater is a definite upgrade at quarterback. Matt Rule should have that offense humming. And I think they will feed him. Uh, 
And then Kenny G, I had got it number eight. Like I said, he's probably a little bit better. He's definitely a little bit better in standard leagues than he is PPR. But the situation that he's in, he produced even with uh, shitty quarterbacks for the part of the year last year when Stafford was hurt. So if Stafford's healthy, it's even better. Even if he's not, he's proven himself to be a guy that, similar to DeAndre Hopkins when they had no one at quarterback, can have like a top 10 year even with shit quarterbacks because of the combination of talent and opportunity. So yeah, I have DJ Moore 7, Kenny G 8. Did you have any either of them coming up? Do you still have So yeah, I I um I have so where I have I have 7 is Juju and then 8 is DJ Moore and then 9 is where I put Julio. Okay. Yeah, we are our list, there's some definite definite differences that are kind of interesting. I have Julio at number four. You got him all the way down at number nine. Uh, you have Mike Evans he, six and he, Juju seven. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. You have Mike Evans yeah. six, Juju seven. I don't even have either of them on the list. Uh, did Kenny G crack your top ten? Um, no. He did not. So that's a guy. That's a guy that I have in the top ten that you don't have in the list. Yeah. So if we if we come back and we look at this at uh, the end of the year, which we should, you know, you're yeah, sure. taking you're taking uh, Mike Evans so, and Juju versus me taking a guy like Kenny G. So we, we can kind of see you have sure. six seven. I have Kenny G eight. You can kind of see how they match up. Uh, explain Juju at number seven. I like the guy. I love him. I think he's a guy I'd much rather have in Dynasty as opposed to jumping on him in a redraft league this year because I just don't know where I would be comfortable taking him because of the question marks. I keep bringing that up. Question marks, question marks. You're looking for things to kind of scare you off from taking a guy this high. Last year was rough, man, really rough. And I think even the first game or two – how many games did Big Ben play before he got hurt? Uh, I think even then, even then he was uh, struggling with Big Ben at the beginning. It was early, so Juju, tell me why listen, you Juju, are comfortable. Juju didn't with... Juju didn't play a lot last year. Twelve games didn't have didn't I mean had, didn't have a ton of ton of targets. Only had seventy targets over twelve games. Only had five hundred yards receiving. But the, his rookie season in twenty eighteen, like. Almost a thousand yards in his rookie season, and then fi- almost fifteen hundred in his second season. Same, you know, seven TDs his rookie season and seven TDs twenty eighteen. Um, I mean, I, I think he's got real potential, and if they can figure out the the quarterback situation, it seems like Big Ben is is healthy, and he's going to be, you know, their le- you know, we're not going to have, uh, you know, Mason Rudolph or Easton Stick or whoever the fuck is. You know they're back up in uh, Pittsburgh, so I, I I think he's I think he's got a real potential to to have a lot of a lot of impact on that on that Pittsburgh offense because I don't I mean I don't know who really who else is there I mean Deontay is Johnson any- is there Deontay Johnson is getting a lot of hype and I'm definitely buying some of it he's he's pretty good pretty talented if you told me Big Ben is coming back and he's gonna be 
you know, not even the Big Ben from two years, but anything close to that. I'd probably have Juju in my top seven. Yeah, but he's coming off a Tommy John surgery, and the timetable of that is usually, I forget what it is. It's more than a year. It's like 16 months or something. So he is going to be really rushed to even start week one. If he if he starts week one, sure. that is a very rushed recovery from Tommy John surgery, which apparently guys in football don't even really get. So no, it's don't. a baseball thing, right? So mm-hmm. that is really scaring me off the the juju thing, definitely. Um, so yeah, I have DJ Moore seven, Kenny Galladay eight. You have Juju seven, and you said you had DJ Moore eight, right? Yes, yes. And then you said you had Ju- uh, Julio nine. You're yep. lower on him. Uh, you probably already talked about it a bit, but any reason you're? Is it the age? It's age, and that he can't. He doesn't really score touchdowns, man. He he gets a ton of catches, but doesn't really score. Uh, but again, that's that's really. I mean, that may, I, you know, Atlanta's offense is going to be really different. Um, you know, they, I think it's going to be really different this year uh, without Devonte or Devonta Freeman, and you know, they're. But like you, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Calvin Ridley's getting a lot of a lot of hype, and I, I'm I'm looking at uh, Julio's stats right now, and you know, versus. Targets to receptions. He only caught sixty-three of his targets, sixty-three percent of his targets, uh, which is I you mean, this is bad. I kind of like it. I kind of like that you have him that low on the list. You're going out on a limb. You're saying that you think he is going to slow down a little bit. You're right about the touchdown thing that gets talked about a lot. And then I hear some people counter, "Oh, he's actually not that bad. It does, he's only had one year of double-digit." touchdowns uh he's had yards and yards and yards a lot of receptions yeah dude the guy gets yards for year. days for yeah. sure uh so i i get that you have him down at nine i i definitely can't see myself taking even guys on my list dj Moore, or kenny g ahead of julio I, I could not see myself doing that but i like the boldness of it number nine i have alan robinson uh okay i didn't I didn't love putting him here for one reason. The Former quarterback Jagrag. The quarter, I knew you'd shout, shout out uh, Jagrag when I talked about it. The quarterback situation in Chicago, you know, he's got two situations. One of them is Mitch Trubisky, who Bum. sucks. And the Bum. other one the other one is Nick Foles, who has a reputation of throwing to the tight end more than like any other quarterback ever. Um, also, the, former Jagrag. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, but I looked at the amount of targets that he got last year, and it was just, it was just insane. He finished as the number eight wide receiver uh, in PPR rankings. You know, now that I think about that, if he finished number eight with that many with Mitch, targets, yeah, with, with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, maybe that is his actual ceiling. So, like I said, I didn't love putting him number nine, but there isn't much else there in Chicago. Uh, so it's just situation, just totally based on situation. I think that is 
a very high floor. I didn't love putting him number nine. He's never been a guy that has been on many of my teams. I don't really know why. Maybe you saw him in Jacksonville and, and you like him more. You think he's more talented than I did because I you mean, actually got to sell him on the field. He's got one. 2015 was a career year for him. 14 TDs, 1,400 yards. But since then, real drop-off, you know, like real drop-off. I mean, 2017, he had one catch in one game. Chicago, like – 2018 in Chicago, 750 yards. 2018, 1,100 yards last year, but also Mitch Trubisky's thrown to him. Then. But um, he has the same uh, reception percentage as uh, Julio, 63%. I just did, you know, doing the, taking a look at the stats. So uh, oh, yeah. about the, almost the same number of targets and the same number of catches, you know, 98 98 catches over for 154 targets, and Julio had 99 catches over 157 targets. So I, I'd the say three, there. The three but, years that he's played 15 plus games, I mean, 15 basically is 16. You, you just missed uh, one game. He's had over 150 targets in 2015, 2016, and 2019. You can kind of throw out 2017. He only played one game, and then his first year in Chicago struggled a little bit but if he's healthy i think that floor is just really really high and he's still pretty young Agreed. he's 26 so yeah he actually i mean listen i have mike well i have is, uh you know mike evans i mean he's similar you know he's not as tall like alan robinson's not as tall as mike evans but same age yeah you know so and then we can go to the last guy on the list uh, I'll go first because it, yep. it fits who I had at number nine. It's another guy that I didn't love putting in my top ten. Another guy that has not been on many of my teams. I've never been that high on him. But you got to respect the production at some point, and that's Amari Cooper. I put Amari yep. Cooper at number ten. That's why I have a ten as well. Yeah, yeah. He's had uh, he struggled with injury a little bit last year, but he still went out there for all sixteen games. Uh, he finished as the number 10 wide receiver in PPR and the number 7 wide receiver in standard leagues. Uh, he And he, I love the team. So you can look at it a couple different ways. You can say, oh, they drafted CD. Uh, Michael Gallup emerged last year. They, they got to feed Zeke. Maybe he's not going to get enough looks. But if you look at their offense, they throw the ball a lot. And yeah. the, the off, I think, in my opinion... The offense being stacked, at least in this situation, is more is more of a good thing for Amari Cooper than a bad thing. So if he is healthy, he'll be out there and he'll be putting up production. That's that's how I feel. I like the Cowboys a lot this year, as I've mentioned. Yeah, so do I. So do I. I just I wonder how I really wonder how this uh, you know contract negotiation between. Um, Dak and and the Cowboys is going to affect the season because that that offense outside of Dak is just absolutely fucking stacked, you know. Uh, Amari, uh, CD, Zeke, uh, like I said, Gallup, like those those are all pretty t- pretty big producers in fantasy. So, um, I mean, just to have the Dallas offense for a fantasy team would be pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Was there anyone that you wanted to throw on the list that you just couldn't do? Uh, for me, there was a couple guys, maybe uh, Juju, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley. 
I guess those would probably be the yeah. three that I wanted to put on the list, but I just couldn't bring myself to put them over any of the guys that I have. Uh, I was going to say Ridley. Uh, I, I'm I'm really interested to see what AJ Brown does in Tennessee. Yeah, I think he's going to be sure. really interesting. Um, Cortland Sutton, maybe. I mean, I like Cortland Sutton. I like Cortland Sutton more than most. I've been I've had a lot of time recently. Surprise, surprise! So I've been listening to some uh, fantasy videos on YouTube and stuff out there. There's there's different opinion on a lot of these guys. You know, we just talked about Amari Cooper, who we have uh, number 10 on our list. I've seen him as high as, like, number 4. I've also seen him down at, like, uh, 15 or something like that. So, according yeah. to Sutton, because you just mentioned him, there's a lot of difference. And one reason is, and you will see this, I guarantee you will see this mentioned this year if you haven't already, there's just so much more talent at wide receiver than there ever has been at the NFL. It seems like there's like 20 or 30 guys who you could say are wide receiver threes. It's just really deep. So with all that talent, you're going to have guys like Cortland Sutton or Debo or Terry McLaurin, even Julio. You're going to have guys who are differing in, in different guys' rankings. You're going to see a lot of that. So, all right, if you have to – so let's see, like, the – like, later, you know, we know that, like you said, top 10 is pretty – we we kind of have a, a lot of similarities. Let's, you know, let's look at, like, a little bit farther down the, the ranking. Who's someone that you think is going to be, like, a, a real – sleeper's tough, you know, like, can't, like who's going to be good, but that's not going to be top 10 good, but you're like, this is, this is going to be a guy that I think we should watch out for and – uh, I, I've got a couple that I would – I mean, that that are rookies this year. For me, I, I've got, you know, two or three guys that are rookies that I'm really interested in seeing how they do. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, do another pod closer to the draft that uh, focuses on, you know, sleepers, and we can start looking at some draft results. We'll see how this draft goes. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that I like. You know, I could mention that a lot. If you want to talk – I mentioned Deontay Johnson. He's one name yep. that I see scrolling down this list. Uh, I'm looking at a list that has him at like number 44. Uh, one guy has him in the 50s. I, I'm definitely putting Deontay Johnson ahead of guys like Hunter Renfro or Alshon Jeffrey. If Will Fuller, fuck it. I'm putting him ahead of Will Fuller, maybe even Golden Tate. Uh, I guess that name is – part of it is just – the sexiness of a young guy that has potential, which I definitely would admit that maybe I fall into that trap more than I would like to. Uh, what do you think one, about Hollywood? Hollywood Brown. Um, it's he's a guy that you probably want as your wide receiver three, right? Uh, like I said, there's so many wide receivers there. I would love him as my wide receiver three because if I have two kind of studs at one and two who are more consistent then i can roll with hollywood at number three and maybe i can eat a couple of those rough games but i'll get some breakout games because he's that type of guy he's he's a downfield threat and he might get shut out one week but he might have 180 yards the next week so 
as a Ravens fan, I love him. I love the shape of our team and what he is. I just have some consistency issues with him. What do you so Terry, Judy, Terry McLaurin? So, okay. Terry McLaurin is another guy that I like. What about uh, who do you take uh, first, Lamb or Judy? These are great questions. You mentioned up the you mentioned the difference between dynasty and redraft, and sure. I think that would have to be considered. In dynasty, I think it's more of a toss up. I, I don't even sure. know. Yeah, I was gonna say I think in dynasty it's more of a toss up, but in redraft I would lean Judy, but it's pretty close in both. I guess it's, that's a hard one, and you know that is like I said. A situation that you could definitely find yourself in that many people found themselves in uh, as far as dynasty rookie drafts, which we just covered, unless your name is Jamal. Exactly. Unless your name is Jamal (laughs) and you're a baller and you can just take both of them. So many people were sitting there and had to decide between which one to take. And I would have taken CD, at least in dynasty. I would have taken CD, but I would not call anyone crazy if they took judy sure yeah 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 right on all right well i i don't know i think we should do uh top 10 running backs next time yeah um, top 10 running backs is is next and that's uh that's pretty interesting i was already looking at that like i said the turnover for running backs is pretty crazy so i have a couple interesting things to say about that but we'll leave that for later hey man it was good cool. talking to you I think uh, there was some interesting stuff covered. We still got a little bit of ways, but uh, something to look forward to. Indeed, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Adios. Adios, bud.